Ooh. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Under Further Review, everyone. Ooh, and Mikey's changing his <laughs> background out here. He's in space. He's in space. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor. Trevor! 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 Are you out here, Trevor? It's an inside joke. Y'all wouldn't get it. I'm Kata. That's Mike Rose, and that's Mikey C. What's up, nerds? Hey. (laughs) Uh, I'm back. You are back. Back in his his basement. Um, Uh Welcome to Under Further Review. We're so happy Yella here to party with us. Uh, if you haven't already, please give us a follow on our social media. Our handle is at UFR Vodcast with a V. Shoot us an email at helloufr at gmail.com. Boots is crying. I promise we're not like abusing him over here. He just wants to play really badly. And I feel really bad that we can't play with him. Um, Mike Rose went to a, a football game this week. I think that's where we need to start. Are we really going to start talking about me when Mikey was literally sick last week? Okay, well, that's true. And we missed you dearly. I'm better now. Thank you. Yeah, well, you should check in. What was wrong with you? What happened? What's wrong with you? Just a cold with the change of weather. It wasn't COVID or anything, but I do not do well when I'm sick. I even like took time off from work. But now you got to wear a mask everyone's like wear a mask so then i was just going to be sick and coughing into a mask so i took the day off and i was pretty miserable but it wasn't covid just a change of weather we'll take that people are still getting it my dad has it right now and it's actually like really bad like he he does morning traffic every morning on the radio and he can't speak your dad's a traffic reporter i didn't know that yeah, he does it in the mornings locally um, where he lives. And in addition to his like 5,000 other jobs, and he wakes up at like four o'clock in the morning and just like sits and mm. reads the traffic. And it's, I mean, he seems to not mind it. It seems to be a good job, but it sucks that he can't do it. So uh, COVID's still out yeah, there. Yeah, that blows. Seems like it seems like the on-air people, it always gets their voice first. Yeah, always. Mm-hmm. So right to my sinuses, right to the big stuff because I have a big nose. Anyways, so let's hear about the game, Mike. Yeah, I'm lucky. My family has a season tickets to the Eagles. So I went to the Eagles in Jacksonville game. It rained mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, it did it was not sloppy, stop. Huh? It, right, it literally did not stop the entire time it was raining. And you guys have like amazing seats too. Like you're not under like a balcony or anything. You guys are like out no, there. No, yeah, we're on the, uh, how do I say this without people finding me? We're on the 50 yard mm-hmm. line and around the 15th row. Go look for him. So there's only two like sections <laughs> I could be in. So we like shoot your shot. Um, and they are like the such bus the Jags, And maybe if the Jags like practice with like a wet ball, they would have uh, been able to beat the undefeated Eagles. But well, yeah, I mean, so. it was 14. Oh, like the, I started that yeah. game thinking, oh, well, this is, you know, OK, the, the record gets broken today. I thought the Jags would be the ones to beat them because I think the Jags are really good this year. Um, I think so. But the defense is. Uh, or the Eagles defense just kind of bullied them. And that was amazing to watch. And I did shoot my shot for Trevor Lawrence. That Trevor! Was the, <laughs> Trevor. I sent them both a video because I'm like 15 rows back. They can Trevor. hear me. And so I just recorded a video. You. Everybody heard me. And so I just kind mm-hmm. of was recorded a video. I went, Trevor. 
Trevor! <laughs> and everybody around him on the field looked up and looked at me, except him. But understand that this was probably after like the fourth or third fumble. So I do understand that it wasn't the best time. But like, <laughs> it's shot. never, it's never going to be a good time. There's never a perfect time for these kind of things. Sometimes you just have to shoot I'm your sure shot. Trevor heard you. you could tell oh, you I'm did. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally other people did. I have shouted out in games, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones gets mad. Um, I get people around me to heckle Daniel Jones because he's so sensitive. Why do you think he gets mad? Like, is he sensitive? I don't know. Like, like because he's because distracted he or like, oh, so I got everyone around in my, cause I've had these seats since I was literally born. Like I, we've had them forever. Um, and so everyone around knows me, like we all know each other or at least our families are all aware mm-hmm. of each other. So they're all like, um, very, uh, they, 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 they amuse me. When I when I ask for things, so I just kind of started going Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, and everyone around me just started saying Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, <laughs> and everyone started chanting it. But they were losing by a lot, and so he kind of kept looking at us, and he looked mad. He looked so mm-hmm. annoyed. He kept walking away, but then wherever he went, people would just start chanting it. It was great. That's disappointing. I I I would have expected a little bit more like sportsmanship out of him. No, he he always gives us like a stink eye. He's always like, what the hell? Oh, that's rude. Well, when you're untalented, I understand why it might sting. <laughs> can I say that? Can I just say Daniel Jones is really not good? Wait, oh no, you cannot say that. Are are you kidding? I, I, you know, somebody's got to say it. I think he's going to need back surgery at the end of this season from carrying this whole fucking giant oh. team. <laughs> I'm telling you, like that. Our team just sucks. It's Daniel and occasionally Saquon will pull out like a big play, but like he's got That's no why one people to work are with. Talking he's about running... you guys trading for like anyone, Mitch Trubisky or whoever. No, 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 no. If no you guys he's... had anyone else in there. He's stuck out there just running the ball. Poor kid's going to fucking hurt himself. I don't know. Do you watch any of the tape? Because I do like, I'll, I'll let it play during the day and I'll, I'll see like on NFL, the app, like the tape and like there are open receivers. People get open. You ha- have literally Kenny Galladay. I think uh, your number one is like out right now, right? Yeah, we, we've got, Shepherd. I mean, Sterling Shepard. Sterling yeah, Shepherd's that's what I'm mm-hmm. So that's going to be a thing. I don't know. I'm I'm actually, I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of Daniel Jones, to be completely honest. But okay. I, I am not impressed with the Giants as a whole. I think that's a really good segue into our game here. because Yeah, I think- then why don't you take the Giants from me? Well, so here's here's uh-huh. the situation that that we're in now where we've seen four weeks of football and there's only one remaining undefeated team, of course, in the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think this is actually where we're starting to see the true colors of what some of these teams are going to look like for the rest of the season. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I feel like we're starting to understand who these teams are by now. I, th- I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm a Niners fan and I, I'm still not totally sold what they are, but I'd like to think they're good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, so they're our worst teams. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But they looked so bad against Denver the week before. Then they looked great on Monday night against the Rams. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think week five is going to be an even more telling week, but um, as far as our, our game is concerned, we didn't get to play last week because Mikey wasn't here, hmm. but, hmm. uh, but now we have more information and I think that's going to make this week a really interesting week. So, um, should, do, I'll let you go. Well, yeah. yeah did you I'll, give I'll, us any, um, I'll take it you, over. 
Did you tally up any points yet or no? No, okay. I don't even know. I guess maybe we'll do like a midway or I guess we're at the quarter now. So maybe next week we'll do it. Yeah, I think okay. that's good. But Mikey, you are first. Um, oh. Since it's been a couple weeks, I will give everybody oh. the rundown. Falcons, Seahawks, Patriots, Commanders, Browns, Texans, Jags, and Steelers are available to pick up. Those are the groupings. I know. There are teams that I would take, but just nobody that I would give up yet. So I'm probably not doing anything this week. Really? Who do you have? Um, Buccaneers, Buccaneers, Niners, Bengals, Chargers, Colts, Raiders, Vikings, and Giants. I actually, I think I, I would agree with that for you. Really? The Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You haven't given up on them yet. For who? I mean, I like the Falcons a little bit. I like the. Bears the Falcons just lost know. Patterson, who was their number yeah. one back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm nobody. Okay. I would give okay. up Vegas for for. So, um, are you next? Yeah. Can someone remind me? Jags. They're in the division with who? The AFC South is the Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans. Right. And the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is hurt for them. Yep, yeah. So. Given those optics, I have is just doing this. Oh, it's loading. <laughs> so I um I'm Blame gonna say that I dropped the Patriots and took the Saints last week. I do think the Saints Which are crumbling. Smart. Yeah, but I think the Saints are crumbling. Well, um, yeah. And so I'm gonna drop the Saints and take the Jags. Um wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, that's not bad. The Saints were like a dark horse pick at the beginning of the year, and everyone thought they could be something. But I think it's starting to fall apart, and I think that's happening now. Now, well, again, football doesn't really start till November. Michael Thomas and Tyrod Taylor both didn't practice as of the day that we're recording this podcast. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, mm-hmm. and yep. they neither of them practiced today. Um, I don't really know what that means, but you know, I, I think that's I. I I don't hate that for you. Yeah, why not? I mean, it seems like that is the one slot I'm going to keep fucking with because otherwise I have the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Ravens, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Packers. So I feel like the rest of those are probably not going anywhere for the season, likely. Um, It's possible I give up the Rams like eventually, but I'm not going to like dump them now. Um, I still think they could get to the playoffs. At least I think the Rams are still good. They're just uh, figuring some things out. There's a lot of rumors that they're going to get OBJ, you know, when he gets back and healthy. Yeah, so it seems like there's rumors that he's going to every team. I was watching Sports Center today, and they were talking about Bills, about Beckham going to uh, the Packers. Yeah, yeah, that would be smart. Yeah, that Rogers. would probably be the smartest move for the Packers because it's what they need. Yeah, yeah, but the Rams need him too. A lot of teams will probably need him, but but that'd be crazy. OBJ and the Packers. Um, I am going to, I'm going to do it, guys. <gasps> Today's the day. No, Getting rid of the Jets? No, uh, but I am going to get rid of the Panthers. <laughs> there was a great column um, third pick. by Luke DeCock from, um, from the hmm. Charlotte Observer this week. I sent it to you guys. And I'll just read the headline. Get a new hobby. Adopt a pet. Live a little. Anything's better than watching the Panthers. I think I'm finally finally ready to agree. Oh, boy, Sam Darnold would be so heartbroken. 
I, I'm, I'm very sorry, Sam. I'm very sorry, Baker. I'm very sorry, Scott Fowler. To the Academy. Scott's probably having a time of it covering this team this season. Yeah, a lot to write about and yet nothing at all. But I'm going to, I'm going to drop the Panthers and I'm going to pick up the Seahawks. And in the fashion and in the same fashion in which I have dropped a lot of quarterbacks in my fantasy leagues and picked up Geno Smith. And that's proven to be a good. So it's kind of, yeah, along the same lines. So we're just, we're just going to keep with the pattern. Um, And, uh, and that's, that's that on that. Right. Yeah. So like, because of the way this goes, like you can do multiple rounds. So hypothetically, Mikey, if you all of a sudden were like, well, two teams just became available. I'm, I'm interested. You could. The Panthers are garbage. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Saints aren't much better or it doesn't seem they will be. So uh, I would think the Saints are better than the Panthers. I think the Saints when they get mm-hmm. Winston back. But that was they, last they year's because... trouble, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the Saints, I mean, they're still, you know, you would think, it, like, if you saw, like, Saints and... Did I say Tyrod Taylor earlier? I you did, but we understood. Yeah, I, I meant Jameis Winston, sorry. Like, if you were to watch, like, if it was Sunday night and you were to hear, like, Saints and Buccaneers on Sunday night football, you would think, oh, it's a good game, maybe I'll watch it. Right? Uh, but I would say, not. like, yeah, it's not a good game because both teams are not fun to watch right now. Not because, like, one is outweighing the other necessarily right like that game did happen and yes the score the spread was pretty wide but it was not fun to watch i didn't have a good time well interesting really well against the spread this week by the way in our picks pool i've done really well i think like i usually get nine or ten every week mike mike rose and i are in a picks pool um with like what 200 people yeah a lot of people and mike spreads well Mm-hmm. Tell Trevor that. <laughs> oh God, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor, I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh God, I won one last year. Yeah, it's so it's the it's the most picks first and second place every week get paid. And uh, anyways, uh, guys, we're so excited to welcome in a guest here. Uh, you you may remember this handsome young gentleman from last season was one of our guests last season mr dj bienemy who at the time was the beat reporter for the new york jets at the new york daily news and has since moved on and joined mikey c's camp and also physically moved to texas to cover the houston texans for espn so also lifelong dolphins fan there's a lot to get into it's been i i think it's funny, like we're all sitting here trying to figure out what we want to talk about with him and everything. And the Texans are, of course, like, I mean, every NFL team has its interesting things, but like between the Dolphins and the Jets, who are, by the way, playing each other this week, there's going to be a lot to break down. So we're really, really excited that he's decided to join us again. And he's so handsome. I just can't wait to look at his cute face. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying when you're waiting for me to hop on? She has said that. I, I remember. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's maybe been a while. Like I see you a little bit more. I did say oh, it today. I, I certainly, I certainly. Yeah, you did say you. you liked that my camera's up in my grill. Yeah. No, it's good to see you. But we're going to get into things with DJ the enemy when we get back after the break. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Woo! Woo! Trevor! Trevor! <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know if you guys could guess from my general serene, peaceful, cerebral demeanor, but I am very invested in how the products I use impact my own personal wellness. But even more so, we here at UFR as a brand and as individuals are extremely conscious of the way humanity's impact on the environment is perilous. And it's crazy how we don't know what the products we use are actually doing to the world we live in. And for me, one of those things is candles. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a slut for candles. I probably have between two and four burning in my house at all times. But I've recently ditched my expensive and toxic go-to brands for a more boutique candle experience from Andrew Candle Company. Did y'all know that indoor air pollutants are often up to five times higher than outdoor levels? Traditional indoor candles made with harmful ingredients such as paraffin wax and toxic fragrance oils are often the biggest culprit behind this alarming statistic. Andrew Candle Company has carefully sourced all of their premium ingredients to ensure they are free of toxins, sulfates, parabens, lead, soy, paraffin, and petroleum products. Their beeswax solution is 100% a renewable resource. And as far as personal health is concerned, releases negative ions to improve allergy and asthma symptoms, decreases blood pressure, improves sleep quality, and reduces common ailments like headaches. Which is exactly what I need. (laughs) But y'all also know I love to host, and Andrew's Candles are not just an environmentally friendly solution to my signature aesthetics. It's actually beneficial to my health and the health of my company. The scents are clean, modern, and just as bougie as I am. Andrew's candles are hand poured in Atlanta, Georgia and make fantastic gifts too. And tis the season for curling up with a candle and a good book. Am I right? Or masking the smell of desperation during a date or trying to liven up your last cuffing season relationship. All right. That's enough. But trust me, y'all, they have everything. The cozy scent is perfect to burn when I'm editing in my living room. And I keep the garden scent on my vanity when I'm doing my morning and evening skincare routines. We love supporting small businesses here, especially in this economy. And y'all are in luck today because Andrew Candle Company is offering our listeners a special discount. Visit andrewcandlecompany.com to shop and enter code UFR15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's andrewcandlecompany.com, promo code UFR15. And check out Andrew Candle Company on Linktree to learn more about the benefits of beeswax. That's linktr.ee slash Andrew Candle Company. I'm Mikey C, by the way. (laughs) Well, I guess we can introduce each other like live instead of not, you know, behind (laughs) behind these doors. Hi, DJ. It's good to see you. Hi, Kata. How you been? Good, good. You remember Mike, of course. Of course, he remembers me. Who forgets Mike? Who forgets Mike? And that's and that's Mikey C, who you work with, but I don't think you've ever worked with yet. Not yet, maybe. No. Have you been up to Bristol rookie camp yet? No, I haven't been there yet. I haven't been there yet. Oh, okay. Well, don't rush. There's nothing nice up there. Well, we're so happy that you're here. Um, yeah, Mikey works at ESPN Radio and uh, and is our our third now is joining us this season. So we have a lot of fun. But but we're so glad that you're here. How is um how's the season going? How's the new gig? How is covering the Houston Texans of the National Football League? What is this like for you? So um, pros and cons. So like you know here like at, you know at the Daily News we write every day. And since, you know, you got to write every day, good or bad, you got to write. The Texans, if a team's bad, ESPN, if a team is bad, 
they don't require you to write as much, but because the team is bad, you have to get more creative to come up with your content. So that can be difficult because you have to write for a national audience where at the daily news or like a regular beat, you're writing for a very specific niche of people, right? At the daily news, when I was coming to jets, I was writing for jet fans, not for, um, you know, chargers fans or dolphin fans. If they read my stuff, whatever. But for the most part, I was writing for jet fans at for the Texans for ESPN. You're writing for a national audience at all times. So you're writing things that people outside of uh, Houston would want to read. And if the team is bad, that gets a lot more difficult versus when I was, you know, versus, you know, you know, daily news, they just went four and 13 last year. Like it is what it is. I can still write what I need to write because I kind of have my set schedule, set approach um, that I was going, I, that was going, you know, how I was going to write. So it was a lot more, um, not not mundane, but uh, like I had my schedule, so I already knew how, you know what things were gonna be. I knew what my flow was gonna be for the week. It was a routine. Yeah, my routine here. My routine's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more up in the air, right? Like I'm writing. I wrote today, but I think last Wednesday, I don't re- recall myself writing on last Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what about Houston? Do you like Houston? Yeah, Houston's a better city for me than than New York. In my opinion, like the cost of living is a lot better. Um, I think the food is better. I think food in New York is kind of gassed. Uh, <laughs> what are you eating in New York? Food in New York is gas. Yeah, like you know, it, you know, it's it, it's it, it's it's good, but like you know, you're paying a lot more for smaller portions. Where in Houston, you get a lot more bang for your buck. Um, well, you're still yeah. not eating at the Hollow Cart. You're not eating at Dollar Slice Pizza because that's what you're, you're supposed to eat. Nobu, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I mean, I wasn't eating. I've only ate a Nobu once. My <laughs> my roommate, my former roommate, Emmanuel Morgan, works from New York Times. He forced mm. me to eat Nobu one time, and <laughs> for me to get full, I had to, you know, put a lot more stuff on. Them. I had to order more stuff. You know, the bill was what the bill was, but mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, well, the weather is better, at least maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the weather's better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there, there's pros and cons, you know, like I. I like the energy that you feel in New York more than the energy you feel in Houston. Houston can at times feel like a ghost town at times. It's a lot quieter, um, but it's because New York is just a different animal in terms of speed, noise, all that. So there's pros and cons, you know. So, um, you know, Houston, I feel like you can run into the same person a couple of times. Uh, Like I've run into a player a couple of times, whether it's at facility, like so there's one player I ran to him. We didn't we didn't speak, but like our paths crossed a couple of times in the past like four days at the mall, top golf, and obviously locker room. Uh-huh. Um in New York, the chance of that happening, slim to none. Like, right. You can yeah. come across a thousand people in a five-day span if you catch a subway or you're outside a lot. So there's pros and cons, but um Houston's better for me, you know, especially with the housing. Who are like who are the fan favorites on the Texans now? I mean, obviously Deshaun's gone, so nobody's rooting for them. <laughs> but I mean, I mean who are the- if he wasn't gone, no one's rooting. But you know, um, yeah. But I mean, who is like the face of the Texans now? Because I couldn't tell you if somebody said oh, who's the face of the Texans. I mean, there's got to be some exciting. Who is it right now that the fans cheer for? Have you so seen Davis have- Mills' neck? Yeah, I've seen Davis Mills. So, <laughs> so they don't have a face of the team. 
But right. the people we root through for is their rookie out of Florida, Damian Pierce. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah. The rookie out of Baylor, the second round pick, Jana Petrie, number three overall pick, Derek Stingley. You got Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think he's a nine year vet. Um, right. Had like over 8,000 yards receiving. Jeremy Tunsil. Um, and then it kind of like fades off a little bit after that. Um, actually, not a lot. And back to Davis Mills. So it's weird. Like on pictures, his neck looks pretty long, but in person, his neck is <laughs> small. It looks like, you know, it's built for Davis Mills. So it's weird. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, I've seen longer necks in the NFL. Yeah, where, yeah like, like Merton it, Hanks. You guys don't remember Merton Hanks, do you? He used to creep. Merton Hanks. That, yeah, 49er. He was a cornerback. It had creep, and he used to go up and down like this. It made it look even, even crazier. <laughs> look him up, Merton Hanks. Sometimes <laughs> Merton Hanks. Yeah, no. Nah, so that's kind of what it is. And uh, honestly, like they don't really have like. Uh, I remember my editor wanted me to write a story about like who's who's the face of like Houston sports. So it goes even beyond. Where it's like it doesn't feel like the Houston city has like the face, you know. Like, well, obviously when James Harden were here, he was the face, and slash slash JJ Watts slash Sean Watson slash Hop. Like you had faces right now. I already I couldn't tell you who. Yeah, I mean Houston had so many stars come through there, you know, in all the sports. But it's just like right now, it's like you guys are in like a kind of like a I don't know, I wouldn't say a rebuilding, but finding that next face like mode. It seems like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I can imagine it's a huge, a huge change of pace from a, I will well, say this, the Texans cheerleaders, I think are the hotter, hottest cheerleaders. One of the hotter cheerleaders in the NFL. I'm just saying <laughs> that. So you got that going for you. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Tomato, tomato, <laughs> tomato. Terrible. We don't care. Hate it. <laughs> We're throwing tomatoes. Canceled. Um. Yeah, I have a so I something that I think about a lot uh, when it comes to writing for specific teams is I feel like if someone were to send me off and say, "Oh, go write for the Chargers," I'd be like, "Fine," but all I'd really want to do is write for the team that I grew up rooting for. Do you find yourself in that dilemma, or no? Because you just generally like writing so much, oh, or is it a mix? I don't know if I find myself in that dilemma. I would hate to have to cover. The team that I grew up rooting for, the like, Dolphins. I would, yeah, I would hate to. I would have. I would They're so to, spicy. What are you talking about? I would hate to cover the Dolphins <laughs> I would, because like, really? all, all objectivity for me goes out the window with my favorite team. So, like, why do I want to now have to put that objectivity cap on my head and have to like be objective as a writer? Yeah. If I was if I was covering them and I was on TV or if I was on radio podcast, and that's different, right? There's more space for you to give your opinion versus as especially as a writer at ESPN they don't really want us editorializing much so like I would have to shoot everything straight and you know with my favorite team that's kind of boring so mm. like by me still having my team that I root for it that's still you know I can still get the the emotion and the joy of watching my team play that helped get me into sports in the first place you know what I'm saying I don't want to I don't ever want to lose that uh, I do I will say I could cover the heat and be objective because um, I can, I mean, basketball is a lot easier. There's a, there's less variables. So like, if you don't have one of the best players on your team, you're probably not gonna go far anyway. So you know, yeah. that'd be easy to cover. But Dolphins, nah, I'm, I'm cool. Like, you know, then if I had to cover that game and watch Tua like almost down the football field, like I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't want mm. to have to cover that. Like, nah, I'm straight. Like, like when it, when it happened, like I couldn't even. 
like I couldn't even sleep. I was like, oh my God, like I was, <laughs> I was heartbroken. And as a reporter, like I, I I don't know how I would have felt in that moment, but I know that I would have been completely like distracted indirectly. Like, so I don't want to deal with that conflict. That's interesting. I well, and that's do you like can we can we talk about it a little bit? Like I I'm curious just because obviously you're you're tight with like a bunch of guys on the Dolphins, like Cam Wolf and like, yeah, yeah, like you're yeah, tight yeah. with a lot of these guys. And I like both from a reporter perspective, but also from from the fan perspective. I mean, that was rough for everyone to watch, no matter how you oh. feel about it. And I feel like it's also worth noting for those of you who don't follow DJ on Twitter, you should. Uh, mm-hmm. It is so much more. It always has been so much more than just whatever team he's covering. But like the yeah. Jets fans still come after him, and he still get he still gets shit from the mm-hmm. Dolphins fans and all kinds of shit. But right. but like to to be in that situation and watching that happen, and then also like I don't know if you've had conversations with people who are on that beat and what that is like now still since the protocols are shifting. Like because of that, like what is this like right now? Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, mean, I call okay, so I call Safed Safadine, and he covers he covers the NFL for USA Today, but he's a Dolphins fan, and he used to cover the Dolphins, and um, you know, I called him. Yeah, he was at the Sunset and covering the Dolphins, and he, I called him. I think yeah, it had to be Friday, and I was just like, man, our son died, almost died, bro. He's like, I know, man, I know it's crazy right, right now, and I talked to Cam Wolf the other day, and. He was just telling me, you know, what he had been hearing and things like that. I tried to call Marcel. I told Marcel to call me, the, uh, our ESPN writer, Marcel Louis Jacques. But um, I think he, he was just so busy because, like, um, you know, with ESPN, it's a lot about, okay, news and uh, the trending stories. So, like, he's been ultra busy because Tua moves the needle so much, even though he hasn't proven himself yet, even though I think he could be a really good quarterback. He hasn't cemented himself as that yet. He was working towards that. But since Tua moves the needle so much and the Dolphins are always in the news, good or bad, like he's been on the grounds working constantly, but to be on Sports Center, get up, not get up, uh, uh, um, Sports Center or this just in with Max Kellerman um, and having to write whatever he's hearing from the NFL PA or whatever Mike McDaniel says at the presser regarding Tua. I remember I asked my editor, like, hey, like, what happened? Like, what will happen? What would the protocol be if they, that happened to Davis Mills? And he straight up said, like, well, with Davis Mills, like, I mean, like, you know, like, it, you wouldn't have to work nearly as much as Marcel. <laughs> Nobody outside. She was America's sweetheart, you know? Well, like, yeah, like, no one cares that much about Davis Mills. Yeah, that's funny. If this happened to Davis Mills, <laughs> it would have been forgotten about already by now. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, hey, like, so, you know, mm-hmm. I've, um, I've uh, you know, I talk, I've reached out to a bunch of people on that. Oh, and then Daniel uh, Ofusier, he like we talk all the time. So, like, you know, he's telling me what he's hearing slash like what he's what his own opinions are, whether something his coworkers is tweeting or things like that, you know, whatever it is, just like how he's also viewing the tool situation. So, like, yeah. So, like, you know, I'm not on that beat. Like I am not immersed in that beat, but no, I'm in, I'm very immersed in that beat as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as a fan, are you worried about the drop off between Tua and Teddy Two Gloves? Because some people, like Bart Scott's on our afternoon show, he actually thinks that that Teddy Two Gloves is going to be just as good, if not better, in Tua. I don't know about that from what I've seen of him so far. What do you think? 
No, I think that I think there'll be a drop off. I think that since people were so down on Tua and he started off the season so well, like you know, people got to stick to their stick to their agendas and be like, oh, but it's this, it's but it's that versus like, nah, Tua was just playing at a very very high level. So mm-hmm. I think that there for sure be a drop off because you can look at a lot of numbers analytically, raw numbers, even look at some of the film. Like Tua was playing at a very 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 high level. So to assume that Teddy could play at that level is is unfair. Um, so I think there'll be a drop-off. How much? We'll see. I just hope that they don't lose to the Jets. Could it lose to the Jets? <laughs> from, from Jet fans and Jet PR staff and maybe even some Jet coaches. So yeah. <laughs> you'll be the one on, you'll be on the receiving end of that shit stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, I had a PR guy text me today saying. You know, uh, I was going to mess with you about the Dolphins, but then he talked to me about, like, how I was on Twitter, like, defending Derek Stingley. So, like, like you, you're too busy with that. I was like, well, I mean, for good reason. You know, I'm just providing context. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What – um, so so the Dolphins are playing the Jets this week and, and two teams that you have obvious historical investment in. <laughs> yeah. um, what are you – how are you feeling about the Jets right now? Um, I mean, you know, respect to them. Uh, I mean, they 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 finished, you know, that first four games, two and two. Um, the defense is finally getting back on the right track. I mean, the secondary looks good. You know, obviously with Sauce at corner, and he had DJ Reed. And I tried. I told, I told Jeff fans the entire offseason. Look, I don't know what makes you guys think that you can have a good defense without cornerbacks, but you guys need to stop being stupid and stop thinking <laughs> that. Oh, just get there with four. No. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to Robert Sala off the record so many times, like, and I would just ask him, like, so, like, like with, with the cornerback position, people always say that you don't care about cornerback. He was like, I don't know where people got that from. Like, that makes my job so much easier. That makes the defense so much better, where we can focus everything to one side and just let our one really good cornerback just go play football. And I don't know why Jeff fans thought that Sala never valued cornerback, but anyway. So, you know, obviously the defense, like the defense has a lot of talent. Offensively, they got a lot of skill. They got a lot of young talent. So um, the offensive line is a little bit of a makeshift situation right now due to all the injuries that was out of their control. But I think that, you know, they're on, they're on the right track. I think they're going to finish third in the division um, because I think they have way more talent than the Patriots. The Patriots just have the benefit of the doubt, like, because they have Bill Belichick. But in reality, like, if you just look at the rosters, stack everything up, like, they just don't have – as much talent as the Jets. Um, so I think it's going to be a really close battle. I think the Jets can for sure win against the Dolphins. Um, if Tua was went playing, I wouldn't have any concerns, zero concerns. But since he's not, I mean, I got to, you know, I mean, we'll see. But I do have this little rule. It's weird for gambling purposes that if the backup quarterback is starting, you bet with that backup. Like for the first game, you bet with that backup quarterback for whatever reason, the majority of the time they cover. And right now the Dolphins are favored. So, you know, if you got any There's gambling for me to bet. You got I'll take it. Gambler, gambler listeners, you know what I'm saying? Gambling listeners, you know, that's my little tidbit. I, I've seen it too many times. It doesn't make any sense. Like sometimes they went outright, even if they're underdog, like Cooper Rush against the Bengals. They're like a six point underdog. They won our uh, outright. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Mike White last year, I guess the Bengals, they were six oh point. <laughs> Boom. You know, he throws for 400 and something yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. then, um, I'm trying to think. There's, there's like a, 
it's like a long list. There's somebody else this week. I just can't think of it right now. I don't know why it's escaping my head. But, yeah, like, if you look at backup quarterbacks in their first start, um, they tend to co- cover play. Oh, oh, boom. Brian Hoyer against the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Hoyer, well, the destroyer. Dog, and they went to overtime with a third-string quarterback. It's, 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 it's a very weird phenomenon. I don't know why it's like that, but when the backup quarterback out there, you got, for some reason, they usually cover. I don't know why. I can't give you, like, stats and this is not. All I can do is give you the raw number, which, you know, usually tends to – I remember when Teddy started um, for the Saints, when he went 5-0, and I believe it was 2019, they were underdogging a lot of those games. They went 5-0, and and they covered the spread every single week. So Can I try and give DJ an interesting fact that I learned about the Dolphins just a couple of days ago? Do you know yep. what race Mike McDaniel is? He's, he's, he's biracial. He's, he's the human race. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, but yeah. Did you know Mike McDaniel's got black in him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen a picture. I couldn't of believe it. I have a, actually, believe it or not, I believe I have a picture of his dad on my on my on my laptop. Do you? Because oh. yeah, man, I, I don't know if you could see here. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a pic. Like I've seen a picture of him when he was a kid. So like, if if I had seen that picture, I'd be like, oh, okay, I can see the black in him. But I've also seen a picture of his dad, like his dad's wedding. And now, nah, yeah, now nah, his dad was like, uh, I want to say brown skin ish or something like that, or maybe like. Is he? But I mean, his hair. I mean, he looks like kind of like a nerdy white. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, unbelievable. In the gay community, we would call him a twink. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last year, actually, after DJ, we let out your episode. Someone posted up on Twitter, and I got in a fight with somebody. So I'm really hoping it happens again. Well, what was the fight about? I don't know. They, they they had said something about you, and I was feeling I had time, and I was feeling fighty. So they, I say? think the Jets fans wanted to fight you a lot, but you didn't see the comment, and I really wanted somebody to fight with because whatever, and I just fight with them. And then they got real quiet, and they were like, I don't know. Then they like got very submissive about it, and I was like, No, if you're gonna post up on Twitter, let's go. Like this is the perfect place to do it. Always the perfect place to do it. And and DJ is always in the center of the fight. Like, yeah. Always, you always find yourself there. <laughs> Unfortunately, wants- with, with, with ESPN, I can't get into it as much as I used to at the Daily News. <laughs> and like clap back. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I, I'll do it here and there, but not like before, you know. But then again, Texas fans aren't nearly as active on Twitter as Jeff fans. So do you when you're when you're on the road, do you get to like go and eat out a lot, DJ? Like like when you go to Jacksonville, are you going to are you going to like find cool places to eat or are you just like working, working, working? Nah, I mean, just gotta I'm, eat I'm, somewhere. I'll for sure find somewhere to eat, but uh, a little bit different at ESPN with upper DM and stuff. So I can't. Really... <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea of the daily news, daily news, you gotta get to... those expensive ports filled out. Yeah, yeah. The daily news, I used to do my thing sometimes, sometimes, but ESPN is a lot more strict. So I try to push my luck. So, uh, I mean, I'll eat some stuff, but uh, I mean, like, we get like. Sixty dollars per day. So, well, when you're back up in New York, we should all go to Nobu. <laughs> he'll be back. He'll he'll be all back right. up here soon. So, make reservations now. Yeah, we'll we'll do Nobu for sure. Well, I, I don't want to keep you DJ, but tell can you tell everyone where to find you? How do people find you and connect with you on on social and also to find your work? Yes, I mean, um, um, I'm mainly on Twitter at DJ Anime. Uh, I mean, obviously Instagram too, but. Instagram's not really my thing. I don't really like, you know, showing people how, you know, 
how good or bad my life is. I mean, you know, actually, nobody shows how bad their life is on Instagram. That's for Twitter or Facebook. Um, mm, that's true. <laughs> that's that's actually really true. I always post stupid shit on Twitter. That's where I do it. Yeah. So I mean, I'm just usually on Twitter at DJ Anime, and then on ESPN, um, you know, I post a feature once a week or maybe something twice a week, and that's basically that. You know, on the Houston Texans page. But most of your listeners probably aren't checking for Houston Texans stuff. So I'm hoping <laughs> that, you know, next year they draft. If Davis Mills doesn't turn it around, they draft the most hyped quarterback in this class. Um, so then now people want to tune into what happens in Houston. So what come around. Is, you know, people on ESPN, FS1, CBS, mm-hmm. CNN, Fox News, everywhere to just be hyping up one quarterback as can't miss, going to be the next big thing. So everybody then starts to care about what's going I'm on. I'm telling you, enjoy the lull now, because once you get that, you're going to be working your ass off. I already know. And Stop. DJ yep. can't fight you on Twitter, but I can. <laughs> Just to be clear. I'll send Mike for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much for the time, DJ. And um, and safe travels this weekend with, with Jacksonville. Wait, you, you think the Texans have it, or or you think Jacksonville's a good team? I think Jacksonville's a good team, but I also do think the, tech, the Texans, they're due for one because each game has come down to the fourth quarter. You guys have been competitive. They've been competitive. So, like, the-, the Texans aren't a bad football team. Right. It is, but, like, I think their point differential is only, like, minus 20 because they've lost week one. They did they tied, and then week two, they lost by six, and then week three, they lost by three, and then week four, they lost by ten. So you, y'all do the math. I think that's 20. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a writer, mm-hmm. not a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank All you right. so much, DJ. Thanks, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon, okay? We'll catch up with you in New York. Right, no, problem, no, problem, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Bye. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much to DJ for joining us. He is just, oh, the drama. He's just. Is that how he really spells his name? How you have it in the run sheet? Or did you spell it phonetically in the run sheet? No, that's how we he spells it. should tell people in case they're looking for it. Yeah, it does. DJ B-I-E-N-A-I-M-E is DJ. And you can find him all over social media one of the smartest people and and greatest upcoming writers in the business, I think, and also really fun to post up with on Twitter. So, but don't post up with him, post up with us. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, To to close things off, we've got a couple of topical things. I want to bring to your attention this really, really interesting expose from a reporter uh, who used to be of my hometown paper, the Island Packet, Katie Kokel, is now with the Palm Beach Post, who did an investigation into uh, women's high school athletics in Florida, I believe. And essentially, the, the thesis of, of the argument, the tweet was, Florida female student athletes have to report their menstrual history to play when they got their first period, when they had their last one, et cetera. And a third party has access to that information. 
Now, there are a couple of different ways we can interpret this. Obviously, Florida is enforcing a 15-week abortion ban. Um, I think that probably has some kind of correlation here. I think there's also a pandemic of, of transphobia in sports down there, despite her investigation shows that there really haven't been that many trans women athletes who have attempted to compete in Florida sports. So it's, you know, bully the many when you really want to bully the few is another factor. And, um, and it's just all obviously just a huge title nine violation period. So I, I just thought it was a really interesting piece. If you're a subscriber uh, to jacksonville.com, you can find it. You should absolutely subscribe to local journalism wherever you are, because that's how this this investigation is totally blown up. And these local stories have this national resonance. And it's crazy that this kind of thing is happening right now. So you want me to comment on it? Yeah, I guess. Like, I don't know. I just like what you just kind of said. It I, all. Like, what are what are but what are your uh, like, One interesting thing? I mean, I don't know if it's where you wanted to go with it, but it, it's funny how the, the we're such a male dominated world compared to like female like for instance if men got their menstrual cycle i mean like you hear about all the time in uh you know in sports um you hear like oh um tom brady's dealing with a migraine today or something like that you know this guy's got is dealing with cramp issues imagine if men had to re, you know got their period and you would hear like in the injury report you know imagine um, how many men played Devo games with Smith. blue balls but it's real, but it happened. Well, what would what would the male equivalent to this be? Like, what was when was the That's first when was your first <laughs> wet dream? Like, what was what? what how often do you ejaculate? I guess I just like, don't understand what, why they need what 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 is their defense on like this is helpful information? I don't think I get it. Well, well sometimes if it was a professional sport, like in professional sports, maybe it would be helpful to know a person's menstrual. You know, especially with now betting being so big. If I know Sue Bird is on her period, maybe I don't want to bet that she has a good game tonight. I just, I just, I don't buy that. Like, I, yeah, I feel like, you don't, I feel like you don't per- think women have a lifetime. People with vaginas have a lifetime of doing stuff while they're on their period. There are a select, I, I know some uh, people with them vaginas that like have really bad periods, but generally right. and, like some people, are debilitated right. can be more affected by it. But generally exactly. speaking, like, People with vaginas for a good chunk of their adult life and teenage life have been working through having periods. And I just don't see like I think so. What but I mean what, like is this now all of a sudden like something we need to be that concerned about? If you had to play, if you were I'm sorry, if you but you're the only one with a vagina, Kata. If you had to play a soccer big soccer game and you were going through your period, do you think you would play any better or worse? No, I, I think I don't think it would really have Maybe that much you of an got effect. A better handle on it. Then again, yeah, I'm an adult who does have it. I I know for a fact, for instance, is probably way too much information. But I, I <laughs> <coughs> but I do get really painful periods, and so but I know how to handle that. I know that on the first day, I have to and take. You think like you four, could do an athletic event when you uh, go well, through that? I know, but I because I know how to handle it. I know that the second that I'm I'm scheduled for it, I have to take like four Advil. And have like a couple hours of downtime and then I should be good. Like then I'm good to go. That is my own. And everyone has their own routines of how they deal with it in those situations. A lot of women don't have to deal with really any repercussions from it at all. And, and, or, or 
people with vaginas, as as you said. I I would ag- agree that you know there are maybe some instances, but I certainly don't see how it's relevant to high school athletics, right. other than just the fact they're trying to track data on young people who might have a sexual history or not and and their own reproductive health i think uh i i just it's a i think that's so sketchy and i'm you know you look at the comments uh on twitter on this piece and a lot of the comments are parents and concerned parents who are like i would never let my child play sports in florida because of this and i almost feel like like that's that I think is just a heartbreaking approach because this is why women's sports are so stigmatized. I feel like is, you know, the, the atmosphere is just so toxic to women already. And then you throw something like this in the mix and now you've got less women and girls playing sports when that is proven to be like a really healthy, I mean, physically healthy, but also mentally healthy thing for young women um, whose brains are still developing. And, and I just think that's really sad. So, it is. so thank you for the reporting, Katie Kokel. Um, everyone should follow her on Twitter at Katie Kokel and uh, check out this story if you can. Um, I think the no subscription Florida either. Yeah, literally <laughs> the most Florida thing ever. Yeah, the subscription right now, the the I subscribed just for this. And uh, I think it's like 99 cents a month for the first six months. So definitely check it out. And then you can just cancel it or whatever. Um, on a on a, uh, on a uh, note note? That I, I don't want to say it's lighter, but it's definitely more relevant to some conversations that we've had in the past. Mm. We were it the seemed... first to re- one of the first to report it. Thanks to me. <laughs> yeah, they, you heard it here you. first, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, Tom and Giselle have apparently retained divorce lawyers. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I think it's sad. Yeah, they have a lot of. Kids. It is sad because I think everyone thought of them as like a great couple. You know, I mean, because the divorce rate is sixty percent. I want to say in America right now, and so you kind of root for those couples that seem like they've got it figured out, especially if there's kids, obviously. And you kind of thought that Giselle and Tom were that couple, but. And, you know, and nobody, the sad thing is nobody really knows, obviously, what exactly. Everyone is assuming it's because Tom retired and decided to come back to play. And it probably could be that, but nobody knows for sure. Maybe. Right. Maybe Maybe it's not football related at all. Right. But everyone's assuming that it is. I I think I feel most bad. Like, obviously, I feel bad for the kids in the divorce, but also like, like as a kid, going through something like that, whether or not your parents are famous, you don't really know how to explain it or how to talk about it with people. And I, I hope these kids have someone to talk to. I don't feel that bad for them. <laughs> be, kids will be fine. I feel worse for like some people who aren't, you know, the mom and dad, dad down the street who get divorced at that age. Tom, Tom and Giselle's kids will be fine. Don't worry about them. I but mean, it's I, terrible still, but. Their parents are public figures, though. I mean, that's that's got to be rough. Yeah, maybe there is a different side to it I'm, that I'm not looking at. You're right. I was just watching an episode of One Tree Hill where uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite channels where like there's a scandal that's going to break about like one of the characters, Nathan Scott, like having an alleged affair and like a love child with another woman and they decide not to pay her off. So she's going to go public and they have to like 
decide how they're going to like tell their son and then yeah. it breaks and their son like sees it on the tabloids and is like, what's a love child? And like, it's very <laughs> sad. Um, but, you know, and I think Tom and Giselle's kids are maybe a little bit older than that kid in that show. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I do. You th- and everyone is out here, like also predicting, you know, how it's going to affect his play on the field. Which is interesting, too, because I feel like right. he's probably not thinking about anything but football when he's on the field because he's that brand of psychopath but well i don't know about that i mean i think he hasn't necessarily looked his best this year although that game that just happened he like tore up the field um that was a wild game yeah he hasn't really had like his receivers i mean he hasn't had much of his receiving court he won me my fantasy league in literally like the last 15 seconds of that game (coughs) wild but um I mean, I said this last time we talked about it, like, have has Tom Brady never been through a rough patch in life while he played football? Like, right. that is that right. is equal to getting divorced? Have any of these players, like, I feel like a lot of these players have been through things while playing football. That's... Yeah. I'm sure I find it more interesting, too. How would you feel now if you were... The whole, if, if that is the case, that they broke up because he decided to go back to football... If if your husband did that, or say if your husband was it was Tom Brady and told you like yes this is it I'm done I'm gonna I'm gonna retire and spend time and then decides oh no this is something I want to do I want to go back and play another year is that enough to, to get a divorce? Well, I think it depends on like their probably his family's relationship to football because if it's if it's just like um like if we're talking. Like I might compare it to just because of the danger of the sport and also his age, I might compare it to like, if my husband decided to like quit drinking and then like hopped back on the wagon, like maybe, maybe it could be something like that for them. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to obviously make any assumptions. I think, um, I also think if anything, if that is true, if it has something to do with the football then we've probably got another what five years of Tom Brady left, right? Like, possibly. Mm, that's what scares me. He's going to fill his time now. If Giselle right. Bunchen couldn't get him to retire, what is he going to? When is he going to retire? If he's gotten nobody else trying to make him retire, or if he's going to risk his marriage for it, then he's probably going to want to pl- do that for more than another year. You know, right? That's a good well, point. We, we also don't know. It could have been all these other. things. It could have been a million right. things, but you know, that's. <laughs> That's what we're here to do is speculate, right? And inappropriately yeah. speculate on other people's personal lives. Hey, well, I had it though in the beginning. <laughs> well, thank you everyone so much for joining us this week. Again, give us a follow on our social media. Our handle is at U-F-R-V-O-D-C-A-S-T. Shoot us an email at hello U-F-R at gmail.com. Uh, we'll we'll do more fun like Twitter spaces and stuff soon. I, I really want to get into that because I've got a little travel coming up and I think it's just going to be fun and easy. But um but yeah, thanks for for joining us and subscribe and write us a nice review. Yeah, give us a rating. You can do mm-hmm. that everywhere. So have a have a great week, everyone. Happy football, Bye, guys. Trevor. Trevor. Trevor! <laughs> <laughs>